This is the beginning point. This is the beginning of the rest of my life. I got the meaning, and I got to write it down, because I don't want to forget it. Just win, baby. And welcome back to the Gold Jacket Podcast with me, your host, as always, Gymnastic. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Connor Donald. Connor, man, how you been? I, I have been good, man. I've been just watching a lot of hockey. My hockey team's still alive and kicking. Um, and they're playing right now, but I could not miss out on this opportunity to be on with you and our awesome guests today. So, Yeah, man. And with that, I am pretty excited to bring on the one the only oklahoma doug doug man how you been hey what's up fellas i was trying to get the boomer sooner uh you know a little fight song going and i could have that as my intro you know kind of like a wrestler or something but that didn't happen you know it it services all janky around here and uh let me just tell uh connor real fast uh hashtag go stars and uh thanks for having me on fellas I like it. I like it. Go, go, like Dallas stars. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not into astrology, or if that's <laughs> even what it's called. Oh man, well, <laughs> good, good. No, good, good on you, man. Good on you. I'm, I'm a Flyers fan, <laughs> so buddy, we'll, we'll see you in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's so hot around here, around this area, that the only time we can get good AC is if we go to hockey games. Therefore, I became a Dallas Stars fan. Come on. I like it. I like it. It's fair. <laughs> oh, we we watch it up here because we're Canadian. We're like the the birth children of of hockey up here. So, right, right. I understand, man. I understand. Just just poutine, syrup, and just hockey, just all the time. <laughs> oh man, my team is out though, so I'm not about that hockey anymore. Yeah. <laughs> We ain't, we ain't here to talk a hockey podcast. No. We're here to talk something that me and Jim know pretty much nothing about. Right, yeah, man. We're here to talk to some IDP. To introduce it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be on here, man. It's, you know, uh, this is, this is only, I've only been in podcasting about a year and a half, you know, and kind of getting my name out there and doing a lot of more, more self-promoting and getting my podcast going over there on Dynasty Happy Hour, IDP Power Hour with Clutch Russ. Uh, you know, so head on over to Dynasty Happy Hour to check out uh, the podcast. And just unveiled this week, fellas, uh, IDP rankings. Uh, I've I finally got talked to Tyler into bringing IDP there to Dynasty Happy Hour. So now all of my rankings are going to be found at DynastyHappyHour.com and as well as the podcast every episode over there. And, uh, you know, what I like to do is just bring on as, as many guests as I can, as big a names as I can get, and just as get as many different opinions as I can, and us mingle and talk about those opinions, and be able to talk about it instead of everybody assuming something in a text form, you know, so uh, check out IDP Power Hour, that's at IDP Hour. And uh, thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm I'm glad to be on here and 
you know, talking a little defensive football on an offensive podcast. You know, I'm I'm happy to be doing that. Yeah, man, I am excited to have you on. For one, like I'm jumping into IDP leagues. Uh, I jumped into them a little bit last year, and let me tell you, uh, I found you a little too late because I took some heavy losses on the IDP side of of the ball for sure. And uh, now I'm now I'm trying to recoup that in year two. And it's a, it's a tough it's a tough go, man. It's definitely a tough go, but. Uh, Excited, definitely excited, and I'm excited for the listeners to hear what you have to say. And um, before we get into it, man, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you a little bit about what you're doing behind the scenes and uh, what got you really into IDP leagues? Yeah, buddy. I, I, like I said, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all having me on and help. You know, I got a hashtag that I'll use in pretty much every one of my tweets is uh, hashtag growing IDP together. And, you know, I've been around, I've been on Twitter since 2009, <laughs> and I've been playing IDP uh, since 2010, and, and kind of like yourself, Connor, uh, you know, I got thrusted into a league with Gary Davenport, Mike Wallert, uh, IDP Guru, Ryan, there, uh, you know, I got, I got thrusted into just some, a killer league, and, and when you become into a league like that, and there is not as much... T- IDP material going around as there is right now, you just got to learn on the fly. And and what I like doing this day and age, now that you know I kind of have some kind of following, is growing it together. Uh, you know, trying to teach people that it's it's it don't have to be as hard as just jumping into it by yourself anymore. Like there's enough IDP content out there now that that you can look out there for the source that you like and maybe follow that source, maybe build your own opinions from that source, put your opinions together with that source, you know, what have it. It's not like it used to be where, you know, 10 10 years ago, a decade ago, where you just had to, you know, learn it on the fly. You know, the the material wasn't out there. And and if it was, good chance that you're in the league with them. So they're not going to be real sharing with that information so uh you know it's it's uh it's it's all about building idp up if we can make stuff a little bit more standard a little bit of the norm the way uh quarterback wasn't relevant enough to be just one quarterback league so fellas we can all agree right now that superflex is pretty much the norm these days outside of your basic home leagues and you know the the old school leagues we can agree if most leagues get created this day and age it's it's super flex same way with tight end premium what did we do when nobody wanted to tight end well we made tight end premium okay well they tight ends still suck please come over to idp and let me let me show you a linebacker let me show you a defensive end let me show you an edge guy and let me show you another side of the ball that can be so much more fun than drafting justin jackson from the la chargers in round 23 Whenever you can have a guy like, uh, let's say, uh, Quan Alexander, who got hurt last year, and, and Fred Warner's the new commodity in town, and everybody thinks that Quan's going to come back and just be, uh, you know, a glass jar. Uh, you know, you can take Quan Alexander. Guys, I just, I just want to tell people that IDP, IDP can make so much more popular names more relevant than, guys, let's face it, uh, um, I'm about sick and tired of drafting, you know, uh, Blake Bale as my backup tight end. 
No, I'm, I'm sick and tired of it. Just add a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, I can completely agree with that. I, I was in the first, my first introduction to IDP came in a league where we wanted to ditch the D in special teams. But there was a few of us that sat there and said, but we want defense involved in some way. So we just tagged yeah. on three defensive players. And the value that you get out of oh. so listen i buy the shit out of linebackers because ours is heavy on tackles so yeah. the the scoring system works that way that you know when they're tackling a bunch so i got blake martinez i got your Dion jones i no. got your Devin bush like i yeah. well i didn't get that lucky you can only load up on these linebackers so much before others do it yeah. too but uh, yeah yeah and, the, and connor the, that's a great point man how much more fun was it Still, maybe being able to trade a pick that late in the draft, whereas whenever round 15, 16, 17 comes around, everybody's checked out. It's on pre-draft. Everybody checks out the league. It's on pre-drafts, and everybody bounces. No more trades, nothing. What's even funner for me is – the fact that in so we have a three round no three round yeah three round rookie draft and when you're re, no we have a five round rookie draft okay it's a five round rookie draft so when you're hitting rounds four and five you're sitting there and you're like well shit I don't want this this guy who's the tight end six in 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 Philadelphia you yeah. go out and yeah. I got like in the round four I got Isaiah Simmons and it's like oh. people need to understand like in these leagues the worth of a defensive player versus you you said it perfectly about a tight end you could even have a tight end premium league and a linebacker will slaughter a tight end we a consistent linebacker will or safety will slaughter a tight end week in and week out for points and it's it makes it so much funner because you're sitting there during these rookie drafts and you're like well shit i'm gonna draft this guy put him on the taxi squad and then you probably let him float away two years later when he's no longer relevant on your taxi squad but with the with the defense on it it makes it so much more interesting and you're sitting there and you're like how can i get a step up on the guys i'm against and like i said now i got four awesome linebackers in the ones i just named and and all these other guys are sitting there drafting the wide receiver seven or eight who might make a practice squad while I'm picking up Isaiah Simmons. And my last point, my last point, Jim, is Connor made a great point there about the DST. And let me give you one fact about a DST that'll make you not want to put DSTs in your league anymore. Did you realize that a quarterback's going to pick six against the opposite teams? Defense will count against the team's defense you are starting. That defense is not even on the field. And James Winston comes <laughs> in, throws a pick six, and that counts against your defense. That's that's not right. That's not fair. That's not fair to anybody. Nobody had put up with that in offensive football. Nobody had put up with that. If it was the opposite way around, that is the perfect argument against Team SD. Is is one break to the house can cause a Team DST to be non-relevant, and that break to the house could be nothing to do with your defense. Yeah, I, I completely agree on the uh, the D and special teams point. Definitely a, a thing of the past, and I know that some people are trying to keep, you know, kickers 
around and keep kickers relevant, which is kind of cool. You know what? I still I'm in leagues where we still have kickers and stuff. So I I think you but I think you should have the whole lineup. I think you why not? If you're going to have the IDPs, bring on the kicker. Like like a couple years down the road, we're probably going to see hunters involved. Those guys. Okay with kickers. Yeah, I mean, we, if we're going to play with tight end, why not play with kicker? I think it's deeper kicker than it is a freaking tight end. I mean, everybody loves Chris Herndon, and the dude played, what, 25 snaps in his career? I mean, everybody loves the guy. I mean, there's kicker. That's deeper kicker. Give me kicker instead of tight end. Oh, don't get me started on tight end. Connor, watch <laughs> it, man. Watch it. Oh, man. <laughs> Chris Herndon, the hype's, and the hype's happening again. Oh, Jesus, it fired up today. I just seen it today. Spark again. It was like somebody lighting a Roman candle, and it got wet. But then, you know, the fuse started back again. You're like, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, no, no. It went out. Oh, no, no, no. It's back. It's back. <laughs> that's a great That's a great analogy, and it's a perfect <laughs> analogy for people who are falling for Adam Gase hyping up Herndon no. and saying, I like what I see in Herndon. Do, are we not remembering who Adam Gase is? And what Adam yeah. Gates has done as a coach in the NFL. Like, hold that. That's a hype train. I'm ready to just, just don't pump the brakes. Just slam the brakes on. But but let's get back to IDP. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I shouldn't have I'm done sorry. it. I shouldn't yeah, have done me it. too. I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. So why don't we get into a couple of uh, listener questions that, that came in on the, on the wire. We got a couple that we're going to. That we're gonna ask here. Uh, it's Harris time. First off, asks, what are three things that someone starting out in IDP should focus on? All right, fellas, and this is a great question. Uh, you know, the this you can ask twenty different IDP analysts this same question, and you'll get twenty different answers, but it'll be in different order. And number one on my chart is looking at scoring. You gotta go straight to the linebacker and see how many points he gets per solo tackle, per assisted tackle. These guys at linebacker fly around the field, and it's nothing these days to see 80, 90, 100 tackles from a starting linebacker. So times that by, let's say, they give you three points per solo tackle for a linebacker. Guys, that, that's going to be hard to make the sack numbers at defensive end or edge or defensive tackle, or interception for safety, or a DB, to match anything close to 300 points that that linebacker is going to get for a 2.5 tackle, three-point tackle league for the linebacker. So that's the first thing. Go look at the scoring and see how much those tackle numbers are. See how much the edge, the defensive ends, the defensive tackles get for a sack. See if it's balanced. As soon as you see that it's not balanced, then start differentiating. I mean, it's, it's, we can look at a running back and see that it's PPR. He gets more points if he's a pass catcher. Just go to the scoring. See if that linebacker gets more points for a tackle than that defensive end does for a sack on a per-game basis. Meaning, Jim, Connor, it don't take, you know, a diehard idp to know that Four sacks in one game, that's a pretty dang good game from a defensive end or edge guy, right? I mean, that's that we're talking hell of game here, okay? So if you, if you put that point scoring for a defensive end to get four points 
for per sack. Well, then we have premier defensive ends being able to score with those linebackers. So first thing, look at scoring. Look at scoring. Second thing, look at the roster requirements. Does your league require a defensive line, a linebacker, and a DB? Or does your league require an edge slash defensive end, defensive tackle, plus linebacker, plus safety, plus cornerback? Because this opens up your drafting ability and your tiers a lot more. Because if you're just doing defensive backs, your main safeties will come, your strong safeties that come into the box, your Jamal Adams, your DeMar, your Derwin James, will be the first defensive backs taken. That moves everybody into a bigger tier group of who you can take, who you can't take. So look at those roster requirements. See if you need to break up to three tier groups or if you need to break in the different roster positions. Number three, make sure, make sure you do not go into an IDP league your first year not having somebody that you respect their opinion already having played in an IDP league. And I say this for one reason only. 99% of the people that has played IDP before that is now not a fan of IDP got thrown or thrusted into an IDP league or talked into taking over a team that had IDP and didn't know what they were doing. Didn't know that Khalil Mack, his whole career, has been a top 10 NFL player, top 100 player, but has been completely irrelevant in IDP fantasy football, not being able to be used as an outside linebacker because he gets listed as linebacker in most leagues instead of an edge rusher. Therefore, we can't use the number nine top 100 player the last freaking four or five years. So, number one, check that scoring. Number two, look at those positions, those roster requirements. Number three, please, please, please don't go in it alone. Try to have somebody have your back. There you go, fellas. Man, I love it. I love it. And I, to be honest, man, I like uh, your third point the best there is, uh, is that like, you definitely gotta, gotta have somebody in your corner there. Cause like, uh, like you can get on Twitter and without asking anybody, Jim, you can see people's opinions on, uh, you know, FF Twitter. You can see people's offensive opinions on running backs, rookie running backs, rookie quarterbacks, rookie wide receivers, wide receivers. You can see people's opinions all day long on Twitter without having to literally type on there and talk to somebody, brother. IDP's a different animal, guys. You don't see it as much on your wall and in, in public. So so reach out to one of us. We're, we're not, you know heavy metal, you know, headbangers that run around, you know, the ever grudge metal concert or that, you know, we're cool people and just reach out to us. We'd love to help you. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, you, the way that you said approach IDP or the, the way that the advice you just gave is so much like just your typical run of the mill fantasy football league 
but there's just so many more positions and you you're just knowing a different scoring system when if you just join fantasy football for the first time ever it's almost the same thing if you're joining idp or if you're just joining regular fantasy football and and so i like i like the way you say that and i I like i liken it a lot to just in the general sense fantasy football yeah you know you don't First time super, I guarantee you the first ever super flex draft that two quarterbacks could be started in the same roster with no IDP. I guarantee you, fellas, there was a very good chance that first ever draft, there was probably 32 quarterbacks taken the first three rounds in a row. (laughs) Meaning nobody knew what they was doing. Nobody, nobody (laughs) knew any different. I I can already tell you. I can already tell you if you're in a league with gymnastic and it is super flex, you're all he's that guy. All right, and we got our second question here is coming from Dynasty Self Help. And that is how can we stop the IDP players from changing position designations so often? Ooh. That's and you know, I kinda hit on this a little bit with when I seen him, you know, tweet this out and this is tough this is tough because the way i said you know the three four four three defense happens in the nfl if a player wants more money and wants to be put out there in free agency and he goes from you know that base defensive end in a four three defense to you know having a guy on the outside of him that is now getting the main focus of the quarterback's attention in the fantasy point, then there's nothing we can do about that. And most people say, well, we adjust the scoring. We'll adjust the scoring. We'll let linebackers, you know, score score more points for sacks. That's what we'll do. Well, guys, that don't work all the time because then you're going to get into inconsistency. So what you need to do is you need to make these edge guys the outside linebackers, that's what I'm talking. When I say edge, I'm talking about outside linebackers in a 3-4 defense. T.J. Watt, guys. Vaughn Miller, guys. Khalil Mack. Bradley Chubb. I mean, some of these names, I mean, you know, are just... J.J. Watt, he's a base end that plays on a 3-4 defense, meaning that he has somebody line up on the outside of him. But he's, guys, he's one of the rarities. He's one of the defensive ends that we can rely on, you know, and we can't even really do that outside of injury. So there's really no rhyme or reason to make something standard if they can just change a team in the offseason and become a totally different rostered player in IDP format. So the answer is, fellas, it's to make the edge a roster requirement it's not to let the outside linebacker like tj watt be a linebacker and fellas it's as simple on my fantasy league.com which sponsors idp power hour by the way <laughs> sorry same shameless plug there guys i'm sorry uh it is it is as simple as being a commissioner in mfl going to, to commissioner options Going in, in, there'll be a page for commissioner options. You'll see 
right there on one of them highlighted bars that you can click on that says change player position. It's that easy. You click on that tab. You put in the player, TJ Watt. You change him from linebacker to defensive end. Now, I know it says defensive end on MFL, but to make it easier for us rankers and us IDP analysts, we call it edge, fellas. It's easier to make edge a designation in your roster requirements than it is to go and tomfoolery in around with these points, fellas. That's my opinion, and that's how you get away from a player like uh, Jadavion Clowney being in Houston his whole career, coming from that base defensive end spot with that outside linebacker on the other slot, and us not being able to use him, or him being listed as a linebacker, but he don't average three or four sacks a game, so we can't use him as a linebacker, guys. So the answer is, in my opinion, make the edge pledge in IDP and make edge your designation in rosters. I love it. Make the edge pledge. <laughs> Take the edge pledge. Take the edge pledge, folks. And it's as simple as, you know, Sleeper. Uh, you know, I know that's a real popular app. Good fun, loving app, free app. Uh, don't cost nothing to set up a league. I know that's a good popular. Guys, these, these TJ Watts, they're listed as defensive linemen on Sleeper already. You know, they don't, it don't say edge. But, you know, whenever you're on sleeper, most of the time you'll play in leagues that's just defensive line, linebacker, and defensive back, meaning the safety and cornerback play as defensive backs. Your inside linebackers, your Bobby Wagners, your Darius Leonard's, your Blake Martinez's, your Corey Littleton's, your inside linebackers play the linebacker position. And then your defensive line, your defensive ends, your defensive tackles, Plus, your T.J. Watts, your Vaughn Millers, your Khalil Max get listed as a defensive lineman. So instead of listing these guys as linebackers and they're going their whole career and it not being consistent, make the edge pledge and put these guys at the defensive line. I love it. I love it. Dropping knowledge on every single question. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. And, 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 you know, Jim, it's not really, you know, a lot of the IDP analysts out there, brother, they'll tell you the same thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not creating the wheel here. I'm just, I've had lucky enough to be friends with, with people like you and Connor that allow me to come on their offensive shows to talk a little bit about IDP football. You know, the way rookie fever has the way the open bar has, you know, being the first IDP guest ever on the open bar, you know, and big major offensive shows that people have tuned into for a long time. And it's guys like you letting me come on the offensive side of the ball to promote IDP that's really helped us grow here lately. And, uh, you know, just full circle, I just appreciate it so much, fellas. Yeah, man. Well, like, like you touched on before, I'd, I'd much rather be drafting, uh, a Fred Warner or um, a Patrick Queen than uh, and, uh, Justin Jackson, you know, Justin Jackson, yeah, or, or you know, back up in LA, you know, you're right. 
you know. And I'm not drafting and, Justin Jackson. I'm drafting smooth play JK all day. I'm drafting. Oh, I'm not just. Hey, the only reason I kept going to that homie is because it's a guy that I'm getting like way down there in leagues. You know, that's yeah. a guy that I've been getting a lot this off season. So Justin Jackson there in LA. So that's that's just the only reason I kept bringing him up. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Um. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the show sheet here, and there is there is actually a question that that I, I've I've been looking at, and I want I want to ask it because I've been go, I want, buddy. I want, Let's go. I want yeah I want to hear your answer about it because I've been thinking about it ever since uh, Rennie Bear asked it, and it was how do you account for pass rushers like Shaq Barrett who get most of their value from unpredictable stats like the sacks? Is it just going to be again adjusting? So like, uh, yeah, like said that yeah, you don't want to be just soaring. That's it. That's it. That's, you know, that's full circle there. You know, nasty, nasty, baby. Connor, that's full circle, baby. That's what I said to start this off. You look at what the scoring is because 90% of the time, the norm is going and adjusting the scoring guys. And that's what's got IDP so far away from a norm, a standard, a PPR. That's what's got us so far off. Is every analyst has their different scoring that they want to use. Hey, let's let's let people use whatever scoring they want to use, but let's put guys like Shaq Barrett and TJ Watt at the defensive line, the edge pledge. Let's take the edge pledge, folks, and make guys like that accountable in drafts. T.J. Watt went in the fourth round of the Golden Ticket Gala, which is my charity league for Hoodies for Hope, that has some of the, you know, some of the best IDP sharks in the game in it. You know, Gary, Mike, Joey the Tooth, you know, just a loaded league. And I make T.J. Watt a edge, a defensive end in this league on my fantasy league. Fellas, he goes into the late fourth round. Fellas, if we make T.J. Watt a linebacker, there's no IDP guy that's been doing it out, you know, longer than two to three years that's going to take him, fellas, before the 15th, 16th, 20th round. Guys, Khalil Mack in the IDP Invitational for the IDP guys that I'm in, he is he was still available in the 23rd round out of 30 rounds because he's listed as a linebacker. Fellas, Khalil Mack, like the only time Khalil Mack is not relevant in IDP fantasy football, fellas, is in the offseason. That's because the majority of the league put him at linebacker. Every other time, he is a top 10 player in the league. So you're telling me we ain't going to put a top 10 player in the league relevant for IDP football? I'm out, guys. I'm taking the edge pledge. I'm making them an edge. That's the key. Make them a defensive end. Make them an edge player. That solves everything, fellas. That's it. That's it. And it's very simple. Now, um, Leading, uh, there is a there is a, something I do want to ask you. Talking about the Golden Ticket Gala, uh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously you know I'm I'm in it. I'm in I'm in the conference no, with you. 
I feel I'm like uh, I, got, <laughs> I feel like I got crushed on that defensive side of the ball, man. Like, um, I went I went with a cornerback uh, approach. I'm not sure. I I wanted I wanted to ask your thoughts on uh, on uh, on cornerbacks in in IDP and but, what if you are going to grab one if there is a type that you uh, that, that that you're looking for. Like, are you looking for like a yeah, like a shutdown, uh, a shutdown and, corner. Or, sorry. And you know, and you know, me and you DM quite often. There, nasty, nasty, buddy. And you know, I would have reached out to you, buddy, if I'd have recognized it and let you know, you know, my opinion on this, you know, beforehand during the draft, buddy. If it, you know, it wasn't such a crazy time with you know the COVID going on, and you know me right. quitting my job and starting my own business and stuff. And as I said, MFL being a sponsor, you know, they sponsor these leagues for me, for my charity organization. And, you know, whenever they say, hey, you know, it's about time to hit the ground running, you know, it's time for Dougie to create a league. You know what I mean? It's, you know, these guys are going to, you know, back my word and back me as an IDP analyst, you know. So whenever they ask me to do something, I have to come through for them or I feel like I do, you know. So it was a little bit rushed you know, nasty, you know what I mean? And I'd like it to be a little bit more organized, but, you know, things happen and life happens, you know, so, and life is always going to be in front of fantasy. So, you know, I had to put it on the back burner just a tad and I, I feel bad for that, but, you know, long story short here, Jim and Connor is cornerbacks that come into this league. They start out, you know, whenever you was in high school basketball, and ninth grade had a JV team. And most of the time, whenever you got into high school, you didn't necessarily make the high school team right away. Even though you was in high school, you had to start out on that JV team. IDP fantasy football for cornerbacks, cornerbacks, the ones that guard the wide receiver, is the complete opposite. It is the complete opposite. And I'll tell you why. Most of the teams in the NFL draft that draft a cornerback with high capital, we're talking first round, we're talking A.J. Terrell, we're talking Jeff Gladney, we're talking um, uh, the kid there at Jacksonville. Uh, you know, it escapes me there for a second. But, uh, you know, we're talking first round cornerbacks that these NFL teams put the draft capital into. Fellas, they're going to see the field. They're going to see the field likely day one. And that likely means that that secondary is in shambles. Fellas, that 90% of the time, you can find a good cornerback opposite of the good one. The NFL lockdown. And here's what I mean by that. Jalen Ramsey. Quarterbacks are going to avoid Jalen Ramsey. Quarterbacks don't like throwing at Jalen Ramsey. Cocky, not, you like him, you don't. You don't care about his Twitter videos. That don't make a crap in IDP fantasy football. It's the same way with, you know, the domestic stuff on the offenses, whatever. That don't make a crap. The dude don't get thrown at by quarterbacks because they know the guy is locked down. Therefore, if a quarterback don't throw at that quarterback, it's hard for him to make fantasy points. So you look the opposite side of Jalen Ramsey. 
you see the cornerback, you go to that depth chart. The same thing that you do for the Giants wide receivers the last freaking three years. Go to that depth chart and flip a quarter and see who you're going to pick up that week on waivers. That's what you do at cornerback. You find the lockdown guy. You find the Jalen Ramsey. You find the, uh, you know, the Chris Harris. You find the guys that are locked down, the guys that have been in this league and have established themselves as locked down, and you go opposite of them. Uh, Akello Witherspoon, um, uh, EJ, Emmanuel Mosley, whoever takes that spot in San Francisco opposite of Mr. Richard Sherman, folks, there's IDP gold. There's IDP cornerback gold right there because the quarterback that comes into town or that they go to there, they're not coming at Richard Sherman, folks. I know he's lost a step, but the man is still savvy as all can get out, and opposing quarterbacks know that as well. Therefore, they don't throw at Sherman as much. They eat up that nickelback, that guy in the slot. They eat up that other cornerback. Therefore, my approach is you can get a rookie cornerback 99.9% of the times outside of Shark Leagues in the last two rounds of a draft. In every draft I've had this offseason, I've took A.J. Terrell, and uh, let's say we're going 20 rounds, I've took A.J. Terrell in the 19th, and I've took Mr. Damon Arnett that got drafted by the Las Vegas Raiders that blew us all away at my number 20 pick. And I put them two rookies in my starting lineup, and I watch veteran quarterbacks pepper targets at them for their first year until they get their feet wet. That's my answer there, nasty, nasty. Yeah, I wish I would have known that because I went uh, with, like, some lockdown corners with, like, Stephon Gilmore. And, uh, and, and let me tell you fight. why I take that approach. Let me tell you real quick why I take that approach, Nastic. That's because I kind of view it as 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 the linebacker uh, that comes off the edge. I kind of view that the same. If you're going to list that linebacker as, uh, or if you're going to list that edge rusher as a linebacker, then you're not. You're hoping that he gets four sacks of the game. That's not consistency. Okay, you cannot count on any cornerback in the league to get one interception a game. You can count on some of the premier ones getting maybe two a game, but do you go three games in between there without a single interception and maybe one tackle with a pass deflection? Well, then that just made Jalen Ramsey droppable. So, fellas, you get with the one that's going to get the most. The same way would you do running back touches. The same way with offense. The player that's going to get thrown at the most, you want on your team. Oh, yeah, man. It makes uh, it totally makes sense there, right? It's uh, just like on the offensive side, you want the volume. So, yeah, I guess uh, if yeah, you, you definitely going to want the guy getting peppered. Totally makes sense. Yes, now, sir. Yes, sir. Um, in an IDP startup, if you were doing one, uh, what round would you typically look to flip the switch and start taking IDP? Like, and this is one that, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Uh, this is one that, you know, I'd seen, you know, a couple of people ask there when you reached out for questions, and this is a great one. And, I, and I'll start this answer off by telling you right now, Nastic, offense is going to reign supreme, brother. Always. It's, it, I don't care. Yeah, you can go make a freaking sack 20 points per game, and we can make IDP score the way Patty Mahomes can. Yeah, sure can. But it's, that's going to be more of a joke than it is a competition. It's going to be more of a, a, a lottery game than anything. So, the, the, what I, I mean, what I'm saying is, is start out, uh, you know, uh, give me the question again there, Jim. Give me the question again, bud. What round would you typically start okay. looking yeah, at? Okay, yeah, uh, I'm bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The daughter was talking to me, man. I kind of zoned out. I'm sorry about it. Okay. Offense is always going to reign supreme, Jim. Always, buddy. Um, it, the same way that offense made – Quarterbacks relevant by adding another one. Even if you're in one quarterback league, Jim, we're still going to take running backs first. Connor, Jim, and, and, and I mean, you, uh, there. How many running backs are in this league that we can trust and we can say without a doubt? I know CMC is going to get me some money. I know Zeke's going to get me some money. I know Saquon's going to get me some money. You know. You know, there's not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, the tier that I'm looking at right here is I've got two running backs. In my approach in one quarterback leagues, I like to get my running backs. I might even go three rounds, straight running back. Okay, at the, uh, let's say, you know, I got the turn there coming at the end of the second, and I'm heading into three. I might peek at, uh, see if Travis Kelsey or Kittle's available. Right there, just just peek in at that tier one tight end, and then I'm out. If neither one of them's there, I'm out. I'm, tight ends are gone. One quarterback leagues, we're not thinking about them. We can get them later. We can stream them. Two quarterback leagues, them quarterbacks go early. After that, them running backs are coming. You know, you got Patty Mahomes, you got Lamar Jackson. You know, so them two quarterbacks get off the board, here come them running backs. All right, so what I've seen – and, you know, we, we're doing some ADP data right now at Dynasty Happy Hour. We'll have that laid out for you very, very soon. Uh, but what I've seen with my own, you know, drafting, drafts is around, around the end of the fourth, uh, around the fifth round, if you make the T.J. Watts of the world, if you make the Khalil Max of the world relevant and at that edge position, Folks, we're looking at T.J. Watt right there around, you know, that fourth round when you're looking at, um, you know, that, that RB3, that RB4. You know, the do you take Todd Gurley or do I maybe take Darius Leonard, who, you know, has the ceiling of 120 tackles to, to go with four picks and, you know, pass deflection. You know, or do I take the risk on, you know, that, that injury-prone running back that I already have two of. Okay, guys? So do you see what I'm saying? Like, do you all both kind of build your league, your team the same way? One quarterback league, you know, we want that running back one. We want that running back two. And we want at least that wide receiver one, right? You know, maybe that wide receiver two. You know, that's, that's kind of the main nucleus of a one quarterback offensive league. Right, correct, correct guys? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had to go check the numbers there because I don't really play in those one-quarterback leagues anymore. But, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it on that. Definitely, yeah. I wanted to reference it. Okay, so let's go to two quarterbacks. Like I said, Patty Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you got you got people that will, you know, maybe not be as into fantasy football that sees names like Rodgers and Deshaun Watson and stuff that maybe take him, them to as well, you know. But let's face it, in two quarterback leagues, them two guys usually come off maybe first five picks at the latest. And then we go into that running back and wide receiver bill. I mean, uh, correct? Am I wrong there? Even in Superflex, right, guys? There's two yeah, quarterbacks that you want. And then after grabbed, that, uh, it's the waiting game, right, guys? Yeah, well, not for me, but yeah, I don't. I grabbed Pat Mahomes at 107, actually, before okay. I saw. But, I saw. But I like couldn't the believe norm. it. Could, no, that is you not know? the norm. I could not believe it. <laughs> right, right. But I meant like the norm, like the most. The most like common draft is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, you're, you, yeah, you're going. Uh, ADP. Yeah, you're right. going. Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, your top four running backs: MT, Tyree Kill, Dalvin Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Okay, so so we've already made it a round right there. We've already made it one round. We're done with one round. Them are locks in the fantasy world. All right, so we're done with one round. Second round. Maybe you didn't get Patty Mahomes. Maybe you didn't get Lamar. And maybe you really want Rodgers. So you've got to take a quarterback in the Superflex, okay? So that's out of the way. you got a running back now. you got a, you got a quarterback in a Superflex. We want that done, you know, at least in the first, guys, uh, you know, five, six rounds. We want our quarterback one in a Superflex before then. And most of the time we want both our running backs and at least a wide receiver one. That's how I build mine, okay? Once I got that nucleus of my offensive build, and that'll be the way I play till the day I don't play fantasy no more because you want it balanced. Then I start looking at my IDP. And, uh, you know, I know Connor said he's a big linebacker guy because the, the league rewards for that, and that goes back full circle to look at that scoring first now and make sure you ain't like Connor's league and, you know, linebackers are crazy. But, guys, what I do is I hit that defensive line, tier one, your Nick Bosa, your Miles Garrett, your Danell Hunter, your Joey Bosa. You hit that tier one first, and you get that established edge. That is going to get you 10 to 12 sacks a year, almost guaranteed, because there's not many of that defensive line that can get that. And I start usually looking at that at about late fourth round, uh, uh, middle of the fifth, guys, especially if you put that linebacker like T.J. Watt at the edge. You can start looking at them at about late fourth, early fourth, fifth. See, that's probably why I got smoked in the IDP Golden Ticket Gala there because uh, I don't think I took my defensive player that early. Definitely don't. So then I was kind of left scrambling. But I did grab Patrick Queen, who that. There's a guy I've been grabbing a lot of IDP leagues. Um, I wanted to know I, yeah. your thoughts on him. I'm glad you brought him up. I'm glad you brought him up because, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can listen to my, you know, podcast and, and read my stuff on Twitter and think, man, this guy's kind of all about him himself. And I'll tell you right now, I was wrong. I was wrong. 
I had Patrick Queen in my pre-draft rankings, and this is what can happen. This is why you cannot always trust the tape, guys. It's because you can get a sideline-to-sideline linebacker. Like Patrick Queen coming from LSU, you can get this guy landing in an ideal I mean, spot that is needed a linebacker since they let go of C.J. Mosley. And let's not forget, if it wasn't for Mr. Luke Keekley, C.J. Mosley would have won Rookie of the Year his first year in Baltimore. So let's, 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 let's go ahead and emphasize that right now, and that can be the, the reason that you highlight Patrick Queen's name right there. They had a rookie linebacker already almost win rookie of the year if it wasn't for just a you know an old average joe named luke keekley so uh you know that right there sends you know uh, as soon as i see a stat like that i'm like oh ooh, okay well maybe it's the talent that they've had maybe they ain't had nobody sideline sideline like queen and then you start looking at his tape maybe a little closer maybe more than you did in the pre-draft process and you see this guy has some of the best angles that 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 just flew up kind of under the radar, you know, before the draft. And I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I thought Kenneth Murray took a better angle than he did. And I go back and I'll watch the tape. Dead wrong. I'm dead wrong. Patrick Queen, if it ain't for Mr. Isaiah Simmons, Jeffrey Okuda, and uh, a little guy named Chase Young, uh, uh, Patrick Queen is it, right up there with with some of the best players in this past draft, fellas. Uh, I, I absolutely love him the more I dug into him. So, you know, it, you know, I, I know, you know, it's about the 3-4, the 4-3. You never know. And I know people say trust the tape. And I know people say trust the numbers. Guys, you, it, that's what's so awesome about IDP football. A player that I've never scouted before in my life, like Isaiah Simmons, I'm just drooling all over the keyboard pad, right? The pre-draft process. Then I see him go to Arizona, where it's already a packed dang locker room at linebacker. And in my mind's telling me, well, they took him this high in the draft. They got to play him. But then, then my, my eyes are telling me, well, look at the depth chart, Doug. Man, it's going to, you know, hard for him to be getting high snap count. This, the IDP is such a landscape that adds another dimension. And Patrick Queen is one of the most perfect examples. We knew the name Patrick Queen. We knew it for draft process. But we wasn't ever ready to put him at number one, fellas. And I'll tell you right now, with landing spots and draft spots, Patrick Queen is my rookie linebacker number one. I want him right now more than I want Isaiah Simmons as a rookie linebacker in dynasty football. He's got the better landing spot. He's got the better situation, and he's the better pick that you can probably get around later than Isaiah Simmons in most of your advanced leagues. So um, I was wrong about Patrick Quinn. Raise his hand. I was wrong. I, I love the kid. I've moved him up so much. Um, and my Dynasty Happy Hour rankings here, guys, I've got him, let's see, guys, I've got him in the top 25. I mean, I'm all in. I think he's an absolute stud. Wow. I love to hear that because that is a guy that I have 
sneakily grabbed in a lot of my IEP leagues. He's a guy that, um, because I hit a little later, and uh, besides yeah. the golden ticket gala after that, I started hitting linebackers a lot more in my leagues because I found out that, well, they, they score better. So I started yeah. I started grabbing them more, but Patrick yeah. Queen is a guy that I've been grabbing in almost every one of my drafts. Glad Bye. to hear that, Bye, buddy. And and you know, I know I might be coming at people with a you know a, a crap load of just like confusion, but uh, you know uh, if I have an article coming out very very soon here in the next couple of days at Dynasty Happy Hour, well, where I'm going to show the difference in what. An inside linebacker, a linebacker does in a 4-3 defense and what a linebacker in playing time does in a 3-4 defense. So I'm going to get into that more at Dynasty Happy Hour, you know, ushering it into there. So, yeah, you know, I know I'm coming out a lot, but, you know, I'm just I'm honored to be on here and I want to I want to get the people as much knowledge as I can. So, you know, look for my work and I'll break it down a little bit more for everybody. I love it. Actually, when you hit that uh, tag me, because I definitely, I definitely want to hit it and and learn a little bit more about uh, the three four defense and the four three defense as it pertains to IDP and IDP scoring. Because, like I said, I didn't realize about the uh, you know Frank Clark needing to needing the real assignment before he's just gonna go out and rush. I just just saw yeah. him as as being a guy. Yes, sir. Um, and also names you. All that means, Jim, is just real quick, a, a 3-4 uh, linebacker is going to rush the quarterback 80% of the time. 20% of the time, he might break off and pick up the tight end. In a 4-3 defense, meaning that defensive end has nobody on the outside of him, the linebackers, the three linebackers back there, will come into less dime coverage, which means... Two of them or one of them will not come off the field. They are able to cover that slot wide receiver and that tight end. So, you know, I'll get into that more, Jim. I like it. Again, it's coming down to volume. Did Connor um, fall asleep? No, absolutely not. Connor, do you? Do you <laughs> no, have, I'm, uh, I'm wide awake. I love Connor. I'm just playing. I'm Soaking just playing. it all in. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead with a couple questions here. Um, for, first of all, um, what one for me is what do you look for in in each position? And I know there's like you look safety, cornerback, linebacker, and defensive lineman, and you kind of touched on the defensive line a little bit, okay. but and we kind of talk linebacker and the whole tackles over anything as far as they go. What do you look for in a safety or a cornerback or maybe something additional in a linebacker that makes you say, I want this guy, or that's going to be a guy who has maximum success because they have that, you know, oomph factor to them? Yes, sir. And, and it's a great question because there's two, there's two key words. When you, when you hear defensive back, whenever the cornerback and the safety is listed in the same roster position for your IDP league, there's two key words that you need to remember 
whenever thinking defensive back or safety, if it's just safety league, safety required league. And tell us that center fielder or in the box, in the box, you there's a good chance you can get on Twitter, you can get on YouTube, you can get on Google, you can get on whatever you need to. And you can Google or whatever you need to in the box safety. Guys, what I mean by in-the-box safety is a strong safety. It'll be a FF on your roster requirement, FF. The center fielder, known as the free safety, the free safety, the center fielder, guys, is just what it sounds like. Here's a guy that sits out there in the outfield waiting on cans of corn, taking lines to the ball that are already in the air cheating to one side, maybe because that wide receiver has a leg up on that opposing cornerback, okay? So that's center fielder, free safety, center fielder. Strong safety in the box. This is where we make our bread and butter at safety, fellas. Jeremy Chin, prime, prime example. Carolina Panthers, let go of Eric Reed. Let go of a combined of close to 135 tackles, fellas. That's not counting pass deflections, not counting sacks, not counting, not counting the extra stats. 135 combined tackles. Jeremy Chin gets drafted to the Carolina Panthers as that in-the-box strong safety to take Eric Reed's spot. Now, you don't hear nothing about the free safety in Carolina. That's because it's still established. He's still there. And that's because the position, guys, is pretty much waiting on the football to get to them before they can make points for your fantasy team. Meaning the quarterback has to throw at least a 10, 15-yard route for this free safety to be even involved in getting you fantasy points for this play. A strong safety notices and recognizes a lot of the time is a lot bigger hitter, uh, maybe a little bit more better at pre-snap reads than the free safety. The free safety is a little bit more of a judgmental player. He can kind of see the ball in the air to this side of the field. I need to run over there. Little less thinking involved. Strong safety sees a loaded uh, dual set running back with a full back there, you know, in front of the running back. He knows that, hey, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ooh, I can come up and cover one of them guys because I don't have to be back here. So this strong safety in the box means in the box of that 4-3 or 3-4 defense. Meaning he comes up, he stops the run. He can cover the slot wide receiver. He can cover the tight end. Guys, we're talking about Jeremy Chin. We're talking about Jamal Adams. We're talking about Derwin James. We're talking about, even though I think he probably gets taken his job sooner or later from Anton Winfield, the rookie there in Tampa Bay, I'm talking about Justin Evans, who you can get at the dead end of every IDP draft. Guys, in the box safety, and then center field safety. Remember to them two key phrases when 
uh, assessing your safety. That's that's one key thing I'll tell you that will make you an extra mental better IDP player. That is really interesting. I actually um I did not know. I I knew about free safety and strong safety. You know the the basics of it, but that that kind of takes it to a whole nother level. And that that's that's really interesting. Um, getting that different perspective on it and and what it means in from an IDP perspective too. And and Connor, that's not to say that there isn't free safeties that you can roster and that are pretty. You know, uh, you can plug and play guys. Okay, you're Jesse Bates. You're Malcolm Jesse Jenkins. Malcolm, you know, Malcolm Jenkins is actually more of a strong safety. He's an in-the-box guy. Malcolm Jenkins has a lot of NFL savviness that takes him away from that center field position, and coaches and coordinators want to put him in that box, and that's what he'll be in New Orleans. He will come in that box a lot. I like Malcolm Jenkins a lot in redraft leagues. In redraft, I've got him up there in the top 20. You know, I like Malcolm Jenkins a lot. I think he is superb in redraft leagues. Dynasty, now not so much here because we don't want to plant our flag on a 48-year-old guy. But uh, Malcolm Jenkins, he's more in the box, though, because he's got the smart. If, okay, this is why... Malcolm Jenkins will play strong safety right here, Connor. The problem in New Orleans for the longest has been linebacker. They've had DeMario Davis and nobody else. DeMario Davis wears the green dot, meaning he can hear the communication through the defensive coordinator. If DeMario Davis ever goes down, ever gets banged up, ever gets a splinter, ever gets a hangnail, DeMario Davis goes down, the defense becomes a complete wreck of havoc because nobody's left to wear that green dot. Malcolm Jenkins would not be out there in center field with the chance DeMario Davis goes down and they need somebody to wear that green dot. Malcolm Jenkins will be playing a lot closer to the box and playing more off the feel of the game and the pre-snappery. I like it. I like it and I definitely get it and see it that way. From from what you're saying, you got anything to add, Jim? No. Uh, previous to him saying it, I would have thought it would have been the other way around. I yeah. I actually okay. thought that I actually thought the same thing because you think of free safety and you think of someone who's roaming and and gonna you would assume get the hits or get the interceptions or make the big plays, but I guess that's that comes down to the whole idea of how accuracy versus like what am i trying to say here whether they're accurate in what they're doing or whether they're just good at what they're doing because there's there's a difference between if they're accurate which it sounds like the strong safety is more accurate because they they stay back they see it and then they make the play the free safety is more that guy who's just all over the field and roaming around and might miss that tackle, might miss more tackles for you, might not necessarily get the tackle, might not pick the right guy to read, or might not see the play properly. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. That, that's right. Your your free safeties will be, uh, Connor, Jim, they'll be a little bit more raw. Your Grant Delpits, your guys that can lay the wood, 
but don't, not really are advocates and 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 connoisseurs of uh, pre-snap reads and knowing. Okay, I seen this set in the first quarter. Uh, okay, I seen the two wide receiver sets over there. I seen the guy. Okay, that means that they're probably going to run to the right. Okay, I can go to the box. That that's not a free safety. That's not a free safety. Free safety is back there, and ninety percent of the time, not every time. Like I said, Jesse Bates. That's a guy that you you can start at free safety. The guy makes enough pass deflections, and that's likely because he's on a bad team. That's likely because the quarterbacks ain't scared of the corner cornerbacks that are covering the wide receivers. So the free safety will get a lot of work, guys. You know, so that you know, there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of moving pieces, and I know it can be overwhelming. We can, you you know, we don't distinctify tight ends as a blocking tight end or a pass-catching tight end, but that's just another added element to IDP that can separate a tier, but on the outside looking in makes it seem like it's an added level of work to play IDP football. Does that make sense, fellas? Definitely, definitely. I love the response, and that's super interesting about the safety position in in general. Uh, Jim, do you have anything to add before I ask my next question? No, no, I don't. Uh, Just soaking it in. He's like, he's looking back at his IDP drafts now, and he's like, (laughs) man, I fucked up. (laughs) Well, I'm glad all the rookies I've got. Let's just put it that way. But, like, it makes total sense. Like, he do, it does make total sense. Like, he touched on, like, yeah, we don't say that a tight end is a blocking tight end. It is something that that we uh, we consider when we're drafting, if it's going to be, if he's an inline blocking tight end or if he's uh, a pass-catching tight end, a finesse tight end. Like, right. Irv Smith's never going to be asked to, like, really get in there exactly. and do the dirty work. He's an athletic exactly. tight end. Exactly, but we never call that more work as a fantasy owner because it's offense, but whenever you have to do that for IDP, people seem to think that that's more work or that it's harder. When it's simply not, fellas, (laughs) you you use them two key terms that I gave you, in the box or center fielder, and I promise you, I promise you, It'll help you tenfold. I love Absolutely. it. Fantastic. So I'll ask one more question. This is one I'm really interested in for the fact that so much of what we talk about in fantasy is buying, selling, yep. when to do yep. it, injury prone, contract years, et cetera, et cetera. What, so what types of tendencies or situations do you look out for when considering selling or buying IDP players? Okay, buddy. And, and okay, yeah, I got you. And that's back to the running back point. Uh, there's not very many running backs these days that when it comes to the end of their contract that are being able to throw their weight around, fellas. Meaning, as a dynasty owner, you can't invest too much in a player like Lev Bell that we all know is a superb running back, but he's being kind of, you know, butt-heady. <laughs> you know, I don't, 
I don't know if it's a PG show, so I'm going to be cool. Uh, you know, he, he's being kind of standoffish. You know, he's being standoffish. And, guys, you know that's going to move him down your dynasty ranks, right? I mean, whenever he was done in Pittsburgh and he's looking for somewhere to go. And we don't know what's going to happen with him, right? That moves him down, right? Right? 100%. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Take that, and you can almost times it by two for the defensive side of the ball, fellas. Let's face it. At On the defensive side of the ball, Corey Littleton got paid as inside linebacker. Blake Martinez paid as inside linebacker. These top-tier guys that, again, I'll go back to me saying that I invested heavily on the top-tier guys as the defensive linemen. These edge rushers and these Inside linebackers, these Blake Martinez's, these Devin Bushes, Bobby Wagner's, Darius Leonard's, the guys that have an implanted job, guys, they're not moving around teams too much. Uh, you know, the, the team will either re-sign them or they end up having to take money that they don't they think they can get more of. So that it's the same way as the running back. If a linebacker is available for free agency the next year, fellas, there's a very, 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 very good chance that the NFL team is not going to use their franchise tag on anything outside of a premier edge rusher. Okay? So that knocks him down our ranks. Guys, it's the same thing as it is in offensive football. If you see a running back coming up for a new deal the next year, hey, Maybe start shopping him a little because you're afraid that he might end up in, hey, New England, where we don't know who the hell is going to run the ball week for week, okay? Maybe you're a little timid of where he's going to land up. You know, Blake Martinez going to New York in them Giants. You know, that's not the best. That's not the ideal landing spot. We all knew as IDP guys the same way that y'all knew as running back and offensive people that Lev Bell's contract was fixing to come up, we all knew that Blake Martinez was fixing to be ready for another deal or to be traded somewhere or to be signed somewhere else. Guys, that's when you make you jump. Or if your league, let's say, don't listen to old Dougie and takes the edge pledge and they have big names like Shaq Barrett that got freaking 37 sacks last year, guys, he's not going to repeat that. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, last year in linebacker required league, Shaq Barrett, top 10 linebacker. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll eat a, I'll shoot a live crow out of the air and eat it. If I'm wrong, Shaq Barrett will not be a top 10 linebacker in linebacker required leagues this year in 2020. He will not be a top 10 linebacker. If he has that designation in your league. Meaning, if it's kind of, you know, a league that listing his linebacker, guys, I'm selling him. His name value can get, get not any higher, and he's nowhere consistently. He's not going to put up them sack numbers. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. There's not been an outside linebacker that's repeated top five production within the last, since IDP became a thing. It's not happening, guys. 
interesting. That, that's really interesting. But, but, that, but still, that's something that I kind of had the idea of with Shaq Barrett, even when he when he was coming up for his contract extension and Tampa Bay tagged him instead of giving him the extension and stuff. You sit there and you're like, it's kind of like, I kind of liken it to the Kenyon Drake situation. You don't mm-hmm. transition tag a 27-year-old running back with the intent of with likely not with the intent of going and paying them big time, big bucks or a big contract the year after. So for everyone who's buying Kenyon Drake, he's like, oh yeah, he's a top 10 back and stuff kind of looking somewhat at Jim right now. Um, that just doesn't make sense. The guy, it's like the Damian Williams thing all over again. Damian uh, Williams. It's a redraft rank. But... It, it's a redraft <laughs> rank, but there are people who have him high enough in in dynasty yeah. too where they think that they, they know think he must be here they know what's going on here, he must, be, he must be younger than he is i don't know what it is but like to be realistic though this guy emerges in his age 26 year and you're sitting there and you're like yeah that's a buy so that's i feel like it's i liken the shaq barrett situation to something like damian williams when he broke out for one year with kc or when Kenny and Drake broke out for half a year. We haven't even seen a full breakout year in in Arizona. So I right. kinda like in that situation similar to that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But uh yeah that that's a good way to answer that question. I like it. It is it is super similar, I guess, IDP to to the types of stuff that you'd be looking at um for for just offensive players too but it's just knowing the certain kind of small differences and small things that you're looking for in an idp guy instead of offensive right and hey connor i'd almost piggyback off of you and say it's exactly the same as buy selling on the offensive side outside of cornerback you remember how i said cornerback once they get established and set in the league as a lockdown guy that quarterbacks will not throw at them, well, guess what? If you're a cornerback that's that established, you're going to get a second deal after your rookie deal, just like what L.A. is going through with Jalen Ramsey right now, trying to re-sign him to this deal. He's locked down, fellas. If the guy is going to get another deal at cornerback, there's a very good chance you don't want him on your IDP roster because teams think that he's locked down. Outside of that, it's all the same. It is all the same. It is only extra work if you tell yourself it is. I agree. I can definitely see that. When you're just when you're analyzing certain players in certain positions, you just have to analyze it like you would a running back. What do you want yes, out of your safety? What do you want out of your linebacker? What does your league want? It's not what you want, I guess. It's more what does your league want out of a safety and a linebacker, as in how are they scored and stuff. So, I mean, it's definitely, I, I can see it now, and that that's uh, that definitely opened my eyes to it. Is, is When you say it like that, it's like, really, you just look at the scoring, and what does your league want out of these guys? And that's what you need out of them. And that's who you go yes, and you draft. Yes, sir. And I'll leave y'all on this note or I'll let you go to the next question. It's the same difference 
as the Indianapolis Colts not being invested in Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack drafting Jonathan Taylor, everybody getting all excited and goosebumps in their stomach as the Ravens needing a linebacker since they didn't re-side C.J. Mosley and drafting Patrick Queen. Why can not... Why can Patrick Queen not be relevant in fantasy spotlights, but Jonathan Taylor can be? All I want him to do is be the same because both teams needed something and they filled it. So why can't this linebacker just be as good as Jonathan Taylor in our fantasy world? It's a fantasy after all. I love it. I love that, the way you say that. What do you think, Jim? Yeah. I love it too, man. Uh, but with that, uh, you kind of you kind of alluded to throughout that a couple a couple of sleepers. Throughout I got a couple there. Jim, if you want me to go ahead and throw them out before we get out of yeah, here. Yeah, I wanted I, I wanted wanted uh, I wanted to uh, wanted you to, to no, without giving away too much. If you would grace us nope, with a with, with a couple sleepers. I'm ready, man, and uh, we'll start out, uh, you know, right there at that linebacker position because it's real heavy in a lot of leagues. And I'll go with Jacob Phillips. I've been propping this guy up. I was on um, open bar. I was on Rookie of Fever two months ago, and I said, if something happens to Mac Wilson, Mac Wilson, Jacob Phillips is just as much of a sideline to sideline linebacker as Patrick Queen is and was. Jacob Phillips. Uh, led the SEC at one point in tackles, this kid can do it all. If he gets the full keys to that linebacking spot in Cleveland, we've already seen Joe Schobert, Christian Kersey go elsewhere and make money for other teams and get signed to other teams. We know that spot's productive right there in Cleveland. So Jacob Phillips, number one. Number two, we go to the interior, and we look at an injury there in the big D Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. They, they had a big key acquisition this year on the interior, and they signed Gerald McCoy. Well, the guy has to literally get carried off the field to the sideline. Then from the sideline gets carted off the field. This guy is hurt, fellas. In steps in. Boomer! Shooter! <laughs> Sorry so much. Neville Gallimore, the Dallas Cowboys interior lineman rookie pick. This is what they got this kid to do, was play in the interior, eat up blocks, and I think he has enough the savviness and tools in the box to get through and penetrate on the interior more than a lot of the guys that was drafted. And, and uh, I'll, go, I'll go right here for one of my least, uh, least owned rookies right here, Javon Kinlaw. Getting big at work to practice, fellas. Uh, backup centers, pushing him on his ass. The kid thinks that he can come into the NFL and push around NFL offensive linemen the way he could beast people in the, in, in college. And, and it's not happening. It's not happening. So uh, uh, back to the point, uh, Neville Gallimore, that's, that, that's the interior guy. Um, Jacob Phillips there at the linebacker spot. Also a guy that really splashed on the scene last year. And they kind of put a lot of trust into last year. And now an injury kind of paved him a way to be back in the spotlight 
which I don't think he ever should have been out of, and that's A.J. Johnson, linebacker out of Denver. Uh, the kid played and, and wore the green dot, played ahead of Josie Jewell, played ahead of, uh, better than Josie Jewell. Uh, this the Thomas Davis injury there in Denver opens up more snaps for Josie Joy and maybe makes him rosterable. But the real beneficiary here is AJ Johnson, the guy that Denver put out there in the rookie season and gave the green dot to. So I really like me some AJ Johnson to take over. Really about a ninety percent shareholder there at that linebacker spot in Denver. So AJ Johnson, um, and then we'll move to safety, and I'll go back to the guy I mentioned earlier, Jeremy Chin. Uh, he's my most owned safety in this offseason. Any team that invests every single pick they have in the NFL draft and defense tells me that most of them picks that they made, that's just defense, is going to be their nucleus. It's going to be their core. Jeremy Chin comes directly in day one. He's already shown it in camp. The guy's all over the field. Jeremy Chin at safety, Carolina Panthers. I've got him ranked, fellas, as a top 10 dynasty safety. I got him ranked at number eight. Jeremy Chin, rookie. Plug and play, baby. Plug and play. Jeremy Chin. Um, let's see what Jeremy I'm leaving out here, guys. Chin. <laughs> Jeremy Chin. Cornerback. Uh, Cornerback. Uh, I'll go back to the guys that I'm most on this offseason. A.J. Terrell. The Atlanta Falcons give up Desmond Trufant to Detroit to go alongside Jeffrey Akuda. By the way, uh, Desmond Trufant is the corner to own, not Jeffrey Akuda, because this kid is special. He's special. He's special. It's it's. I, I've been I've been just you know Twitter scouting, fantasy scouting cornerbacks for roughly eight years, fellas. Jeffrey Akuda is the most special cornerback I've seen. Better than Jalen Ramsey. Better. Better than Patrick Peterson. This kid is special. And I believe offensive coordinators are going to pick up that as well as opposing quarterbacks. I see him going at Desmond Trufant more than the rookie Jeffrey Akuda. So I know how I said invest in high draft capital rookie cornerbacks. That's outside of Jeffrey Akuda, folks, because this kid is special. Man, everything he does just gives me goosebumps. I mean, the kid is amazing. Okay? And I'll leave you with one last one, and it might be my favorite because I haven't heard him hardly any. You know you know how you can say a name maybe on a podcast one night, and then all of a sudden, the next few days on Twitter, that name all of a sudden starts, you know, swirling around, fellas. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Guys, Kayvon Wallace. Oh, I love it. I was he, I was about to guess that too. That's the crazy part about it. I'm an Eagles fan. Core, the linebacking core is about as big of a mess as any in the NFL. I really like Nate Geary late, late, late as a linebacker flyer. Kayvon Wallace. It has the stature, has the pre-snap read, has all the tools to come down and play some linebacker spot listed as a safety in your leagues, if not DB eligible in sleeper leagues. So there's my deep, deep dive there. Kayvon Wallace, 
get him as a DB listed and possibly, possibly be able to start this guy as a LB three, maybe by week four, fellas. I'm going to say by week four, they see that this is not working and their cornerbacks are bad enough that Jalen Mills cannot do it on the outside, so he is not going to be a good strong safety in the box. In steps, Mr. Kayvon Wallace, who can do both. Kayvon Wallace, fellas. Love it. I love Absolutely. it, man. I love it. I'm in a draft, actually, right now as you're talking. So I went to go check, check on uh, some of these guys who are talking about it. Uh, I can't get Jacob Phillips because uh, he's oh, he's hot right now in the news. He's hot. Um, I mean that. Yeah. I just can't open him. Down, brother. As soon as Mac Wilson went down, every IDP analyst in the world said they've been talking about him for the last two months. Okay, but if you go back to that rookie fever episode that is on paper and on earmuffs listening to a month ago, you'll see that I've been hyping this kid up. Jacob Phillips, he's, he's good chance he ain't there, nasty nasty. Good chance he ain't there, bro. Well, I can't outbid him because it's near the end of the draft, so he's going pretty cheap. But I can't, I still can't get a, I can't get him. But I just put a no, bid no, on. I, uh, a bid on I put a and bid on Neville Gilmore, AJ Terrell, Desmond Trufant, and Kayvon Wallace. Is, I don't, <laughs> as you, and as I, you said it. And, Right there. And here's why here's why I wouldn't upbid for a linebacker that late that stepped in to somebody else's role. Here's why I wouldn't, Jim. Because I'm gonna tell you, ninety percent of the linebackers that get hurt and the guy that steps in for them, buddy, it's it's very easily to fall into seventy tackles from that linebacker position being the guy that gets 90% of the snaps. Do you see what I'm saying? The next in line, it's not hard for him to be fantasy relevant if that starter goes down, okay? Whereas the defensive end, or if you take that edge pledge, the edge guy has to have some more tricks to the trade to get around offensive linemen to make his job at every day so meaning a linebacker that is second on the depth chart there's a very good chance 75 percent chance he stepped in and can do the production outside your tier one linebackers that that linebacker was doing already you cannot put just anybody that's number two on the depth chart at defensive end or edge and make them replicate what nick bosa joey bosa Miles Garrett is going to be able to do. So if you're a linebacker, you're going to get Wally pipped if you get injured, is what you're saying. Hey, you're more likely to get pipped out of a job. How do you think Jer- Jared Davis in the Detroit Lions was a thing last year? I didn't own a single share. But since the guy was on the field and got 60% of the snaps, he was everybody's favorite rookie linebacker. Now... Have you heard Jared Davis's name one time this offseason? Uh, no, sir. Not one time. <laughs> not one time. That's the difference in linebacker and defensive end, my friend. 
I love it. Absolutely love it. This has been awesome. Hopefully all of you listeners were able to keep up and take your notes and, and wait out till the end and find out some killer sleepers like Jim just did, who is literally going into IDP leagues everywhere and just going to buy all those names up now. No, um, I literally did. I went into two leagues and I, I, put, I put bids on them. Or, or in a, I'm in an auction league right now. I got a bid on them and I got a two. I got a waiver wire claim. Thank you guys so much, man. Yeah, this has been uh, this has been awesome. Um, so you can find me at Connor Ten T E N on Twitter. You can find my host Gymnastic over at Gold Jacket QB on Twitter. And uh, where can they find you at, Doug? Hey, buddy, you just hey type in Oklahoma on that search bar on Twitter, and I guarantee you, I'll probably be the first person to come up. But outside of that, you can find me at DHH underscore Oklahoma or at Oklahoma Doug on Twitter. You can find all my rankings, my articles, my podcast on DynastyHappyHour.com. And you can find all my sponsors at MyFantasyLeague.com and TrophySmack.com. Awesome. And for anybody listening who wants to take on the True North crew, we are actually opening up a listeners league where everybody is going to co-own a league. So me and Jim are co-own a team. So me and Jim are going to co-own a team. And Travis is going to own a team. Is me and Russ in? Is the IDP power in? Are we in? Did we get a bid? Yeah, we I don't know. I don't know. We 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 all have to. Hold on, Well, you're you're a listener, right? You're a listener, but you got it. You got to go for it. There's only so many positions. I think there's. Uh, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. But you guys, you guys all get to. You guys get to compete against Travis, me, and Jim, uh, Josh. Uh, the point after crew, there's gonna, we're all going to have each our own team. And if there's two of us on a podcast, we're going to co-own the team. And we will challenge all uh, any and all listeners who actually get to make it through whatever process Travis has in place to pick who makes it. Um, so be on the lookout for how you can get involved in that and challenge the True North Fantasy Football crew. Um, and thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much, Doug. And uh, don't forget to rate and review the show and hit that subscribe button. So thank you for tuning in.